Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Christian Rebellion, the podcast. We are back with the grand opening where we took some time to find ourselves, go through the wilderness and just find the Lord and what he wants us to do. It wasn't because we're slackers, if that's what you're thinking. Yeah, you thought we were gone, but we're back, baby. Yeah. And you, you can't get rid of us. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> Those poor people. <laughs> All right, so um, we're back. We've got some uh, new topics uh, that we came up with a couple weeks ago, and hopefully uh, there's no more house emergencies that I'll be going through on some of these weeks, and uh, uh, the other weeks, hopefully I'll feel like getting off the couch. Yeah, same here. So uh, what'd you do with your time off? Do anything interesting or fun? I watched a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> I'm, I'm working my way through the series, and... Uh, so, Ash, I've got just one question for you. Oh, no. Rosa or Amy? Rosa? Like, I had is a that feeling. a question? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, for me, I'm kind of leaning Amy. But, but I thought about it. Why? We're sitting well, in your house right now. She would never walk. If she did, like, never mind. Go on. <laughs> oh, no, you're right. You're right. Like, I mean, I, I thought about it for a while after that. And I, I was like, you know... I think the reason I'm leaning toward Amy is because she's merely out of my league, whereas Rosa would break me over her knee. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> at, at least Gina wasn't a question there. Yeah, Gina is off the table entirely. Oh my gosh. For other reasons. In fact, if I, if they were actually friends outside of that workplace, I couldn't with either one of them be even friends with them because no gina might show up <laughs> yeah i ha i had a feeling you would go with rosa though because like here's the weird thing you're a uh you're a peralta that leans rosa and i'm a boil who leans amy that's oh my goodness <laughs> how weird is that i i i think you broke ash <laughs> i blew his mind people i've i've considered the the me as peralta before but never you as boyle <laughs> and now i'm just thinking about our friendship and and are they following us <laughs> <laughs> i think we got too real <laughs> well it's been good being back guys see ya, <laughs> see ya. <laughs> so that's what i've been up to what have you been up to uh man like i said mostly just like fixing stuff around the house between flooding and all that and welcome to the first day of spring where there's snow now yay uh can i go back to florida yet i don't know can you you uh, could start driving right now yeah that's true they just might not like me at work anymore <laughs> yeah. well at least wait till we're done with this podcast before you go back Fine. to florida oh it's good to be back so, uh, you have a Terry Crews corner for us. And how. You might say I have multiple Terry Crews corners. Uh-oh. All like right. The, like that four-corner pizza they do at Jets, but it's Terry Crews instead of a pizza. So, first of all, the a new Deadpool 2 trailer came out uh, a couple days ago. I was wondering if you were going to touch that. Okay. Yep. Terry Crews is in it, and uh, I looked up some stuff on Polygon, GameSpot, and a few others, and they've done some digging into that trailer and confirmed that Cruz's character is Bedlam. Have you ever heard of Bedlam? No, I don't know Bedlam. Um, I saw that there were a lot of, or there was a 
fairly strong reigning theory as to who he was, but I didn't even see who that was. So Bethlehem, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I've, I've never heard of him either. And apparently, like, his power is, you know, being able to kind of psychically project pain into into his targets, um, into their minds and whatnot. Um, it I looks like a few people that have that ability. Yeah. And, you know, Terry Crews, especially given, you know, what we saw of him in the trailer, he's just physically projecting pain into his enemies <laughs> with his fists. So that, um, I don't know, it's it's always interesting to see these lesser-known characters showing up and, you know, kind of getting the spotlight and the creators getting a chance to be creative with them. So yeah, that should be um, cool. That's what has made, I think, the, the DC... Uh, or the Arrowverse, I should call it, pretty fun. They're taking these, like, B-stars, or B, sorry, B-villains, um, and making, giving them the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with uh, one of the reasons why Gotham is so popular, and it seems like uh, Krypton may actually be like that, too, as much as I, I hate to admit it, and I don't like Gotham, and probably won't like Krypton. But, hey, why not? Mm-hmm. So I'd, I also... Um... You know, this this is kind of older news with Terry Crews, but um, apparently his uh, sexual assault lawsuit was rejected, uh, which is kind of a bummer. And I don't know exactly the, the legal details, but it seems to have been kind of held up and isn't going anywhere and maybe dead in the water at this point. Yeah, kind, kind of it, a bummer. It was causing an issue with Expendables uh, as well. It seems like there's some pushback from that. Mm-hmm. where uh, he was told to drop the lawsuit or it's going to cause some problems with the new Expendables. Mm-hmm. How many Expendables are they up to now? This will be number four, but from my understanding, last I heard, uh, Sylvester Stallone's not a part of it. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, blew my mind, first of all. It's mm-hmm. like, how can you have the Expendables without Sylvester Stallone, the guy who started it and made it? I guess there's another producer that was involved, and uh, they had a difference of opinion, and he left. Mm-hmm. Which, like, to me, kind of screams, well, it was a great trilogy. Ash, there's six of them now. Like I said, great trilogy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there are no sequels to Die Hard. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Actually, no, see, I like up till four. You know, the last mm-hmm. one that they made. There were five. No, there weren't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, um, that last one was awful. So, to, has Cruz been in any of the previous three Expendables? As yeah, he was in all three. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I've I've never seen any of them. So yeah, he's uh. Let's see here. There's there's a couple of them that have made it through all the movies. He's one of them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a fun role for him. Yep. And so now that I've now that I've been watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, um, apparently season five has been off to a really really good uh good run so far what season are they on now uh, this is season five season five okay um and uh apparently one of the episodes tackles racial profiling with uh terry cruz's character and that he drew on some of his uh his own experiences for the the episode which should be interesting to to watch once i get up to it yeah i think i heard about that yeah should be some. Or cool that, that heard that I, I saw the episode. It was a decent episode. I just mm-hmm. thought I'd I'd heard that it kind of came from actual experiences. Yeah. So Terry Crews is doing cool things. No surprise there. Yeah, that's very very true. He's he's a fun dude. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, Terry, if you ever want to be on a, on a podcast, you know, like, bump your ratings a little bit, come yeah. on to us. Um, but we're, yeah, you're right. You're the bump, and please call us. <laughs> we love Return you. Return my phone calls. <laughs> Why won't you talk to me? <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, moving on to Media Minded. Yep. So, um, you may remember from a few podcasts ago, uh, at UnwinderH on Twitter, he was the guy that uh, had all of those God's Not Dead sequels. Yeah. Um, so, he, uh, he recently tweeted, uh, what if they made a Willy Wonka cartoon in that special time in the 90s when there was DuckTales and Tailspin and Rescue Rangers, and every cartoon had to be basically Indiana Jones? And I'm just going to read a few of these. Um, he says, Willy Wonka is like Scrooge McDuck, but instead of money, money, he wants exotic ingredients for candy. Charlie is his best friend, and it's unclear if the original story happened in this universe, and he is going to inherit the factory. All the bad kids who met ironic fates in the original story are Charlie's friends, and they're treated as a wacky fun gang and not object lessons in what happens if you're an awful brat. Mike TV is black. Violet Beauregard is Latina, and she's cool and not obnoxious. And then, uh, typical season one episode. They travel to an island to get sugarcane. Monkeys steal the great glass elevator and use their newfound power to rule the island's natives. (laughs) Meanwhile, Veruca Salt is jealous that the natives believe Augustus Gloop is a god. (laughs) Typical season two episode. They've run out of plausible candy quests, and now there's a legendary chocolate volcano to find. The vermicious nids appear in almost every episode now as antagonists. There is no third season. But but if it's Disney based, they get four seasons. Well, ah, uh, that makes me sad. There's, there's only I'm sorry because uh, Star Wars Rebels ended. It's a Disney show. It got four seasons. Mm. Well, they had a good run, right? It was really good. And and the ending was really sad. <laughs> the ending was really sad. <laughs> and I lost my, my one of my favorite characters in that series. They, they killed him. Why would you do that? Mm. So many things I need to... Good Good things out there. Good media that I need to catch up on. I like I haven't even uh I only just got started on the first season or the second season of Jessica Jones and I'm about uh midway through no I don't I don't think I'm even midway through uh Punisher season zero (laughs) Daredevil (laughs) season two we all know what's up there yeah uh man I've got like a paragraph of media minded here and by a paragraph i mean little one or two or three word things that's each one its own topic so uh just gonna have to pick one and go with here i guess uh there's a lot of stuff that has happened uh let's talk about the little lesser known ones uh actually i just want to get my hate for this out there mm-hmm. the new ninja turtles no then have you seen the artwork for it no I... it looks awful and they've like changed up like uh, if I remember right, Leonardo looks like he's got like lightsabers and like, uh, oh, it just that could bad. be cool. Raphael's now the leader, uh, and he's like really big and oh no, no yeah, it's, 
I'm not feeling that. Yeah, it's... I mean, lightsabers I could get behind, but I'm not feeling the Raph as the leader. Yeah, check out the artwork and uh, let your hate burn. <laughs> Sorry. So is this uh, a new TV series? Yeah, that's... it's a new TV series that's coming. April mm. O'Neil, they've changed up to... Um, they've done that every time. Mm-hmm. Like that... Yeah, like I don't every know. time. I mean, just because... Uh, you know, I'm a fran- fan of the OG series. The OG animated yeah. series. Because, um, like, like they... I like that April, but that being said, changing up April doesn't really mess with me that much. Yeah, you know, in the comics, she wasn't a news reporter, right? I can't remember what she was. She in was a, like a computer programmer. Okay. So they they really do something different with yeah. her every time. It's kind of, kind of an interesting tradition, and I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll do something good with it this time God, around. It just looks it, awful. Amazon's doing a Lord of the Rings TV series. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it feel like it's a little early for that? Like we we just got done with. I can't really say we just got done with those movies. It's been a while, but they still stand up. And we just got done with the Hobbit stuff. It's which been was, twenty years since the Lord of the Rings movies, really, hasn't it? Oh, uh, there's. Uh, I can't remember when the first one came out. But all I'm thinking is like those like, were when was I was in gap. high school. Um, so they were done by 2001-ish. But then there was a gap in between, too. And then we had the Hobbit movies, which it's all connected. And really, I mean, it's like a six-movie mm-hmm. six series is what it is, you know. Yeah. And so it just, to me, feels like, ah, eh, they still stand up. They, yeah, there's they... going to be a lot of walking in the series. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Bad Boys. This one's a lesser-known one on here, too. Uh, Bad Boys, I loved those movies back in the day. The first two, like, there was a huge gap between the first one and the second one because they wanted to uh, write it and do it right and and take their time to do it right. So, you know, not, not many <laughs> series do that. Oh, it was good? All right, you got a year and a half. Put the number one or number two together. It took us like eight years to come up with the script for the number one, uh, which is why I actually feel like I have hope for the Avatar movies coming out later. Um, but we're actually getting two kind of uh, Bad Boys projects. I can't remember the name of the, the Bad Boys movie now that they're, they're working on, <clears throat> but it sounds like both Will Smith and um, Martin Lawrence are both in for it, and it sounds like it's going to be interesting. Plus, there was a pretty cool character in the second one that she... Um, what am I trying to say here? She was, I can't remember how she was related to Martin Lawrence's character, but she was um, a detect, no, she was like an ICE agent or something. Um, Gabrielle Union is her name, and she was like a, I want to say an ICE agent. No, couldn't have been ICE. DEA, maybe, agent. And ICE is just fun to say, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. DEA, probably. Um, FBI, maybe, whatever. Anyhow, that's not important. Uh, but she had a pretty darn cool character in that movie, and now it sounds like she is going to get a spin-off TV series off of that character. Like, they're shooting a pilot right now, and it's going to be about her where she's left that and gone to the LAPD um, to work as a detective with another partner. Which sounds like a lot of fun, plus that if it's anything like... Like, the, if they can find a way to make it anything like those movies on tv it'd be a lot of fun um the the new lethal weapon i absolutely love the new lethal weapon tv series 
uh, fantastic. So if it's done right and done like that, I believe it's going to be um, just really good. Which is also why I have hope for another redo TV series, Miami Vice. I don't care what you say, I'm excited about that. I love the old Miami Vice. And I'm sure I will be disappointed, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to let yourself get built up for this, huh? That's right. Oh, I know it's going to be awful when they do that. Like, some of these... Like, there was a week... Um, we may or may not have covered it on here, but there was a week where there were like 16 reboots announced. Some movies, mm-hmm. some TV series, most of, like some of them that were like these obscure unknowns that it was crazy. So, yeah, uh, I, I little... vaguely remember that, and I kind of think that, like, I, the reason I remember it may be that you mentioned it on the podcast. Um, what other things do we have? There's so much stuff that came out. The Venom trailer. Well, this this is what happens when we go like, right? a month without recording. Like all this, I just all like, this media news gets this gets released and this gets announced and exactly. there's things forever. Okay, and, Venom and I, trailer. Venom I just trailer. like making fun of the Venom trailer, so I just wanted to do this on here. The Venom trailer was was dropped, or as I like to call it, the Tom Hardy trailer. <laughs> I mean, you didn't see Venom. You didn't like it was like Tom Hardy in a. <laughs> And a thing yelling and Tom Hardy on a motorcycle and then there was like a truck opening and then Tom Hardy was doing something else like walking on a street or something and then computers flew off a desk for no reason at all seemed like and <laughs> then there was Tom Hardy again it's the where's venom trailer yeah <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if you can find him <laughs> yeah it was it was odd um, Captain oh. Marvel uh, they show the first picture of her and mm-hmm. oh my gosh what if what if there were where's venom books it's like where's waldo but it's patently obvious where venom is in everyone because of the trail of destruction i kind of like it <laughs> i was going the other way of man he'd be harder to find than waldo because he's literally all black if he covered his eyes you're screwed <laughs> you can't yeah. see anything <laughs> yeah. um, where's where's venom in the in the subway tunnels <laughs> um all the Toys R Us's are closing. Mm, That's yeah. Uh, like my childhood it's, is it's, finally dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's just surreal because, like, I I thought they were like a fixture of the landscape. Like uh, they'd always be there that you could always. But like, I, where am I going to buy Legos now? It does. It does seem now that I think about it, like that that the last time I went into a Toys R Us, which was a couple years ago, that it was very vacant you know it just had that feel like that i didn't see it at the time but i guess the writing kind of was on the wall i don't know there was always a lot of i mean this was down in jensen beach florida but i mean there was always a lot of people in that one mm-hmm. um not not that i was there often <clears throat> but there are three police reports from when i was there of course not <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> okay yeah my yeah. uh my car got wrecked in that parking lot a lot. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I to the extent of I refused to drive there and made my buddies take me when we were going. I'm like, nope, I'm not driving. I'm getting in your car. I remember uh, uh, back in fifth grade, I guess it was, that uh, 
one Saturday morning, a friend and I went to Toys R Us while my mom was doing her Saturday morning exercise class. And, you know, fifth grade is kind of that age where it's not exactly cool to, to go to Toys R Us, but they still have all the dope video games, uh, or I should say had, because, but, uh, you know, <laughs> my, my friend, uh, like, you know, mom's driving us back home and she asks how Toys R Us was. And uh, my friend goes, I want to buy a Zeozord. <laughs> I think I had that one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Toys R Us. I don't know. Yeah, let's let's uh, talk about stop asking for uh, Dundee and stop asking for the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. I get the Justice League thing. I do. I finally watched Justice League, and I was like, hey, I wonder what the Zack Snyder cut looked like if this, you know, the internet's clamoring for it. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. man, we want this Dundee movie that you guys were promising for during the Super Bowl, and it was really, you know, an ad for Australia. But here's the thing, guys. When you clamor like this, there's a possibility you're going to get it. And you don't really want either one of those. <laughs> that Dundee movie looked awful and, and was just, if it were real, like just a, a spit in the face of the original. I mean, come on. Ugh. <laughs> so bad. And I mean, I feel like Justice League was better than it should have been. Mm-hmm. And because of the new director, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, there were a few things I noticed that felt a little weird and wonky and felt like they were going to be a lot darker, but he literally lightened up the scenes. Um, so it wasn't what I think Snyder was going for. Um, and I'm not sitting here saying in my head, I I filled in the gaps and it was bad. I'm just saying it wasn't going to be good you know Mm -hmm. it definitely wasn't going to be better than this one and then they're going to be thinking oh they want it because they think this is bad and that one's better so we're going to keep going the bad route (laughs) yeah that could Uh, be bad for the future like uh my buddy my buddy josh um he uh he knows like he does a lot of the star wars uh conventions and stuff and uh like he kind of became friends with dave filoni who is basically run star wars rebels and ran star wars clone wars uh one of the the the, like lead animator he was the guy that came up with uh the original avatar the last bender series um (laughs) really funny story there about how he got the uh star wars job Mm -hmm. he hung up on george lucas oh wow he got a call like he, he was asked the day before this uh like they were they were finishing up avatar and they're like so where would you go like after this like you know what's your your ideal dream job and he told him you know i'd love to work for george lucas in star wars literally the next day he gets a call from george lucas and he hangs up on him because he doesn't believe it <laughs> <laughs> but um people egg him on uh there's a character in the first star wars uh, movie sorry first uh, chronologically episode one you know that call could have gone really badly <laughs> right <laughs> a lot of potential for misunderstanding <laughs> dodged a bullet there um there's there's a character one of the pod racers in star wars that's um 
like just physically couldn't exist like he's like a a diamond shaped thing and it's like uh his pod racer blows up i can't remember his Mm -hmm. name he's got a name and at these conventions people clamored for that character to have an episode on clone wars like they just kept egging him on during uh um like you know the the aspects and whatnot and um or talkbacks where you know they the audience would ask the panel questions or whatever and the only reason they did it was because dave filoni was talking about uh, i think mentioned that that character physically couldn't exist like he he makes no sense physically like it's just a stupid character like there's there's no need for an episode with him you know he had he had mentioned something like that and so of course everybody starts giving him a hard time about it at all the conventions not in a serious way but just they're taking jabs at him Mm -hmm. and one time josh uh he had talked to filoni at one point uh before that this panel and goes in there and uh asks the question so when are we going to get this episode just shakes his head josh they got to you too guys you need to stop this or lucas is actually going to think you want it and you're going to get it <laughs> you're going to be sorry <laughs> that's how i feel about these cuts <laughs> when the joke goes too far yeah exactly it was all fun and games until it happened yeah <laughs> and then we were all sorry <laughs> don't actually want this yeah yeah i was just trying to look up a picture of the pod racer in in question uh and i on my phone i couldn't find it which is a shame because i don't remember and i like things that can't exist (laughs) i'll put it to you or i'll try to find him after the show Mm -hmm. um and we we've taken a lot of time of this uh but i really wanted to touch on living biblically real quick okay yeah hit it um it's a a sitcom I feel like if I were to do a sitcom, it might be a little edgier than that, uh, in a way, just because mm-hmm. naturally I think I am, um, and I not in a I try to be way, just more of that's kind of where I land on things apparently. Yeah. Um, Some people are built for that, I guess. But I mean, actually, like I, I saw it and I was like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> when I first mm-hmm. saw it, like, well, I'm gonna have to to watch this so. I can hate on it or, you know, actually it was one of those where I was thinking this is going to go one of two ways. It's going to be really bad or really good. Well, it's not really bad. Um, I enjoy it because it's a sitcom and I enjoy sitcoms, but I also, I know things that I like are bad and I can point to it and go, I love this movie. You guys are going to hate it, but this is one of my all time favorite (laughs) movies. Uh, I love it because it's so stupid. It's not quite it's not quite like that i guess i'm I'm not doing it justice it is funny it's not like super Mm -hmm. funny or anything um but i'm actually kind of proud of that show like it's based off the book where the guy uh lives true to the bible um for one year and by true to the bible i mean like wears clothes of one fabric and yeah um all them laws yeah goes goes according to all them laws and doesn't think, muzzle his ox while he's threshing i want to say i heard an interview or read an interview with the guy who said he it's impossible to do and he couldn't actually do it but mm-hmm. he did his best um and i feel like that's that's kind of what this show is and and i don't know if see it's inspired by the book but i'm, I'm guessing it really has nothing to do with it the mm-hmm. one thing and we've talked about this the one problem i have with it 
is I feel like it hits on that that nobody can live 100% by the Bible. Like he's got a priest and a rabbi, and they, they both laugh at him mm-hmm. um, because he's trying to do it because they know it's impossible. Um, I feel like they need to explain, like, at some point, the New Covenant versus the Old Covenant and why it is and why it existed. You know, I, I mean, I feel like to do it wholeheartedly would take more than, you know, the 23 minutes and 40 seconds or whatever it is that they have to do an episode. But, you know, like just throw something out there to where somebody could at least Google it, you know, mm-hmm. afterwards. Um, but that's like the one problem I've got with it. Other than that, it, it seems to be taking uh, like Christian uh, themes to an extreme that is in kind of a funny, funny way, but then could actually make somebody make it make sense and their their lead character who's a christian is a normal guy as opposed to i don't know most shows have like a pastor that's like the wise old man or you know the the christian character that's just out there and and is afraid of sex or something like Mm -hmm. you know um or you've got the the christian characters that aren't really christians but Mm -hmm. oh yeah i'm a christian you know i feel like those are the i know i said couple well, ways but those are the i three feel like ways, i want to you know? extend grace to those characters you know like we're we're all kind of crappy christians in one way or another yeah well i mean there's there's a difference between a crappy christian and one who claims to be a christian but doesn't try to live that way doesn't you know just literally just claims to be christian mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. well I, yeah I, yeah i can i can see where you're coming from i i suspect i would fit fewer characters than you would into that category but yeah I, I certainly agree with you that the ca- category exists and it's it's boring when so many um, sitcoms, you know, fit their Christian characters into the sort of nominal Christian category. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and leave this giant uh, subject that <laughs> I, I could keep going yeah. on about on that one and the rest of it. But it's a fun show. I mean, uh, if you like sitcoms, it's worth checking out, especially if you like sitcoms that that aren't edgy or always pushing something or, you know, um, uh, <laughs> it's n- not as fun as Last Man Standing, but, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, everyone and keep... it's a lot better than the new Roseanne show is going to be. Let's, let's, uh, let's not even talk about that. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, let's bring back a... Um, uh, um, a, a classic feature? Yeah, a classic feature that we had on the first episode that you ruined. Thanks, uh, Jackson. How I don't even remember this. I mean, it's not surprising that I've forgotten my own faults. <laughs> what, what happened? Uh, we the had the Christian Passings segment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for ruining what, that, Jackson. Was, what was Appreciate it. it. Was it the, the, the Tom Petty thing? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was misinformed. <laughs> Don't believe everything that you hear from your friends. Or read on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I just feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about this. Billy Graham mm-hmm. passed away. And I'm sure by this point, you know it as a listener. But um, personally, just... I just wanted to share a quick little 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 quip <clears throat> about him. But um, uh, let's see. The only real experience I ever had with him was when i went i think it was high school uh many moons ago went to one of the billy graham crusades and dc talk was there and that was 
DC Talk getting back together. It was absolutely hilarious because Kirk Franklin opened for them. And they're doing... And Kirk Franklin did his thing. Uh, DC Talk comes out, but they're they're missing the third man. Uh, Kevin Max was not there. And uh, Toby Mac and uh, Tate were both out there doing a couple of songs. And then they uh right before jesus freak came on uh which one was it it was tate i think it was tate that uh basically uh throws an insult said oh yeah you know let's hear it for kirk franklin and you know isn't he great although you know he's kind of unimpressive (laughs) when you see him i mean dude's a midget did anybody else notice that (laughs) they start the song and literally in the middle of the song kirk franklin makes his way onto stage and tackles Tate. <laughs> it was fantastic. Wow. And so they, they let him stay on stage and hand him a mic and he starts singing the third part for them in uh Jesus Freak. It was it was mm. amazing. And I remember uh then um Billy Graham coming out and doing a short little thing and, and people getting saved, like just massive people uh, sorry, a mass of people. Let me say that correctly. <laughs> Not mass of people came forward, and the I'm stage. I'm sure buckled. some of them were pretty big. This uh, is America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a mass of people came down um, at the the call to get saved, and it was a pretty cool thing. But I remember just being frustrated and super unimpressed mm-hmm. by Billy Graham. Um, and I say that to say this that the Holy Spirit can move whether you're doing something impressive or not. Like it, it lasted, it, it left a lasting impression on me. And I don't mean this as an insult. I, I, the, the man was an amazing man. Like, I, mm-hmm. um, but well, you're, you seem to be saying that even though it didn't resonate for you, it clearly did with a lot of other people in the audience. And that that made a difference that moved something in them. Correct. And it also just um, more of the life lesson for me and and the impression that he left on me was that I didn't have to be this amazing, impressive thing or person to do this work, to 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 evangelize, to do these other things. God can work through me despite my flaws, despite despite my unamazingness, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, I mean, I've heard some of the other stuff he said. He was clearly a man of amazing words and whatever. Um, I, I don't know. I probably hadn't heard too much and just kind of felt this huge buildup to this. Like, even back then, he wasn't the healthiest doing these crusades. So he wasn't mm-hmm. out on stage very long at all. Um, and so there's there's many reasons for it. But, you know, that, that I just wanted to give him a little bit of props through um, just my memory of him and even though i feel like it starts off as an insult it's a very much mm-hmm. learned from him and uh couldn't do much better than to try to emulate him you know um so yeah i don't know did you have anything well, just to bounce off that idea that you were sort of talking about with the um how god can use us in you know even with our flaws like i feel like that's the tightrope that we walk as christians this sort of tightrope of grace between perfectionism on the one hand and laziness or apathy or, you know, self-deprecation to the point of paralysis on the other, you know, and we can, we can fall in one direction or the other, but 
like God is in the process of perfecting us and, you know, working in our lives. And um, we're not going to arrive there until we're dead, you know. But on the other hand, like, we can't just coast and we can't just, you know, fall into the gutter and lie there forever. Um, God God wants to pick us up and get us moving again. So, like, I, I just feel like, um, you know, that's, that's the sort of tightrope we got to be... Um, walking in like it's it's a it's a sweet spot that i struggle to get in you know overcorrecting this way and that but god is good and he's powerful enough to get us back on track when when we forget the when we get out of that out of that headspace he can get us back in all right uh Christian props. I'd like to point out, um, I always mess up his name, so I'm going to do my best. Uh, Jim Cavazell. Mm-hmm. Um, he played in, in the Christian community. He's uh, well known for playing Jesus. In the Passion of the Christ. Yep. Um, uh, he's a notable Christian in the acting world. Um, I've read some stories about how he got that role and just kind of some of the interesting symbolism that even freaked out Mel Gibson. Um, hmm. And uh, I don't know. He, he's done some, he's doing uh, apostle Paul right now. And we all know my feelings on uh, Christian films, but I'm actually interested to see this one. Um, so is he playing the apostle? Yeah, he's Paul? playing apostle Paul. Um, it's out right now huh. at, at your local theaters. I would suggest supporting it. Uh, this coming from a guy who hasn't watched it yet, but uh just mainly because he's in it i feel like i can support it mm-hmm. um it'll be weird if he doesn't use the voice though like mm-hmm. uh he played a basketball coach like most of the stuff i watch is action films uh comedies that sort of thing so he's done he did some like i don't want to call them independent but maybe just low budget um films mm-hmm. and the action films like uh outlander i think was one or something like that that i watched and um person of an interest one of my all-time favorite tv shows love that show and he always talks like this real quiet and whispery and i watched a tv show or no it was a movie where he played a coach and he had a normal voice and i i couldn't watch the movie man <laughs> the entire time i was like no go back to your normal voice this is weird <laughs> It's like if you hung out with Batman all day and he did this and all of a sudden he just turns to you, hey Ash, how's it going? Stop it, Batman. (laughs) You're freaking me out. (laughs) Then tell me what I want to know. Fine, Joker's here. Thank you. (laughs) Pick a voice and stick with it, Batman. (laughs) Can't not do a raspy voice, Batman. Stop it. No. Or, I mean, it would be okay to not do the raspy voice if you just stuck with a normal voice from the beginning, but no. <laughs> Anyhow, he um, he's going around doing, um, uh, kind of promoting the, the Apostle Paul, and he recently uh, spoke at uh, a school. Oh, shoot. I didn't write down the school name, and uh, it has skipped my mind which one it was. But anyhow, he was talking to this, this school... Um, and he said, he said some really cool stuff, but he, he was talking about the persecuted church. And at one point he said, like, we, we gotta, 
as Christians, start not being afraid. Every man dies, not every man really lives. Hashtag Braveheart. There you go. Um, but he he's talking about you know living for your faith and how like in this industry where like taking the role of Jesus, it's amazing that he's still got a career after that just Mm -hmm. in that that community um or it's amazing that he hasn't gone to i'll call them church movies and only doing those turning into um uh kirk cameron you know Mm -hmm. uh i I rip on him on this show a lot too (laughs) not his biggest fan i don't think i hate him as much as people think i do in fact there's no hate there really but just, just some tough love, right? Yeah. <laughs> tough Christian love. Yeah, that's it. Um, I don't know. I just think he's he's going around setting a great example. Um, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's hard to find, especially in Hollywood, especially right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to throw up some props to him. Oh, cool. All right. Now, moving on to another one of my favorite sections, speaking of hate. You're doing it wrong! the uh, other side of the christian props coin yeah all right so i feel like i start the segment every time with a (sighs) it's practically part of the title (laughs) you're doing it wrong (sighs) (laughs) yeah it's not even intentional i look at the topic and just go come on people already and i haven't even talked about it all right so it became a popular thing a couple years ago um, and since we're approaching the holiday, I want to, I want to touch on it. Stop using Jesus as a zombie analogy, please. Mm-hmm. Pastors, I'm talking to you. Stop it. <laughs> Jesus is not a zombie. Yeah. I mean, if anything, he's a lich king, but that's, there we the go. <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. <laughs> Not even accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're going to be irreverent, at least be accurate. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, come on. Like, I was at a church that they, they went to a food truck rally, <clears throat> and to promote the Easter service, they dressed up as zombies and passed out flyers to, like, and the flyer had, you know, the, the grave, the stone rolled away, and a very zombie-looking... It was all a silhouette, by the mm-hmm. way, but a very zombie-looking Jesus walking out of the grave. Like, just... Stop it! Yeah, that's not how he came out of the grave. It was all, <laughs> like... Luminous? Just, no. And no no one was there at the time, anyway, so, like, uh, what he looked like coming out of the grave... Well, the, uh, the soldiers had even run away before they saw him, if I remember correctly, but... Um, All we know is he took the time to fold his linens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what it reminds me of? That song um, by Audio Adrenaline, Some Kind of Zombie. Oh, that song that? makes me so mad. I liked it. No, no, no. I love that song, but it is so overproduced on the album that if you heard it live and it was your favorite Audio Adrenaline song, you were sorely disappointed. And I'm talking from experience here, obviously, and I'm mm. still bitter about it, apparently. <laughs> Well, I, I should probably back count in myself, the ice uh, ages when I was in high school and got to go see it live. <laughs> should probably count myself lucky that I've only heard the album version. <laughs> that was a good song. Mm-hmm. Still enjoy the plant song too. Yeah. All right, so uh, stop doing it wrong. Yep. Science news. 
Um, well, I, I had some science news, but you know what? I'll save it for next time, because it's, it's a little dated already, and we've got plenty of stuff going on in this podcast. That sounds good. We are kind of pushing time. I'm yeah. sorry. I need to... Uh, we need to open up a second podcast for just nerd news stuff. Yeah. Um, We're doing it wrong. Yeah, that's right. I just want to throw this one out here, just because I, I thought it was kind of cool and interesting. Um, so... They've found um, the oldest tattoos right now are off of 5,000-year-old Egyptian mummies. Wow. Yeah, they, they found uh, tattoos on old Egyptians. And honestly, with like their art and, and just kind of how they do, like, the, the I want to call it, like, I don't know what it is, like the paint and stuff, like the gold paint and whatnot that you've you see on images of old egyptian things it doesn't really surprise me that they would the egyptians would but mm-hmm. um but it pushed back the this new discovery pushed back the evidence for the practice of uh, tattoos by a thousand years in africa hmm. so that's a pretty big find i wonder if the in the words of highlander that'd be like uh, finding a 747 uh, 100 years before the Wright brothers took their flight. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wonder if, like, the Old Testament, like, the, the Torah prohibitions against tattoos had anything to do with, like, sort of a don't-be-like-the-Egyptian-pagans vibe, you know? Huh. That, that would be interesting. I didn't really think about that. It could be. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, one of them was a bull um, and a uh, Barbary sheep on the upper arm of a male mummy and an S-J- S-shaped motifs on the upper shoulder of the female. And the S-shaped motif, I think was uh, they were saying, was supposed to be some kind of uh, symbol of status. And the bull, well, we can just... <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm a man. I have a bull. <laughs> we still yeah. do that today. Um, I was about to say, like, what could that symbolize, like, in the ancient Egyptian religion? But I think it's pretty strength obvious. Strength and virility. You know? Yeah. <laughs> now we just need a little girl tattooed right in front of it. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that too real? <laughs> um, little girl standing up to him. Statue. All right. On to the meat. I don't know. I just found that really interesting. Uh, on to the meat. This week we are talking about the Sabbath and what that looks like to a modern day Christian. Um, I've got a lot of uh, pastoral stories about this actually just because pastors are notoriously bad at taking Sabbaths. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because we work on the day that's supposed to be the Sabbath so we need to take another mm-hmm. day off for the Sabbath but then we don't necessarily yeah. honor that. And I kind of have a feeling that's one of the things Jesus was talking about now that I've read through the the New Testament recently and kind of had this on my mind uh, when I read through those parts where uh, he, he was calling the, the Pharisees hypocrites because they were angry at him for healing on the Sabbath. And he's like, you guys break the Sabbath all the time. And he's like, <laughs> if your donkey's thirsty, you're not going to go take him out and get him a drink on the Sabbath? You work on the Sabbath. And I start <laughs> thinking, you know, they... They're working in the the synagogues on the Sabbath, you know? They're, they're working the synagogues, as mm-hmm. it were. 
Um, but so what does that look like to you nowadays? Yeah, well, I, um, you know, I, I did a study on the Sabbath in, uh, on wait, my... wait, so you're saying we're going to have an actual informed approach this week? <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. We've ruined the formula for, for Christian rebellion. Uh, this yeah. green reopening is a failure. Uh, <laughs> we're t- we're going to be too good this time. We're going to need to dial it back and and uh, be crappier. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like I, on uh, on Chocolate Book, you know, my blog, chocolatebook.net. Never heard of it. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long you've forgotten. Uh, but... Uh, you know, I, I did a study on the Sabbath, uh, just kind of looked up all the places where it's mentioned or talked about or, um, and just what the Bible has to say about this practice of, uh, you know, I th- of, like one, one of the things is you've got to ask yourself, what is work? Like what exactly constitutes work? And a lot of the, you know, uh, the rabbis approaches historically to the question of Sabbath is like, what is work? What, what can you do? What, what can't you do where is the line um and you know i I think that's a useful question to ask but there's also the possibility of getting too wrapped up in you know and and like it i don't don't get me wrong it was super insightful to look up the different hebrew words for work that occur in the context of sabbath commandments and observations um but it is entirely possible to get too obsessed with the details and forget what the Sabbath is for, you know, and that's what Jesus like drives at that, you know, the whole business about, um, the Sabbath was not, or, uh, the Sabbath was made for man. Man was not made for the Sabbath. Like the point is so that we can rest and so that we can, you know, set aside the day to, to focus on God and to, you know, refresh and, and do these useful and essential things, you know, that, that remind us what things are really all about. Um, I do, you know, like that's, um, that, that's sort of the general gist of what I, what I think about the Sabbath, but, uh, you know, I, I do think it's good when you can to, to keep it on Saturday. Um, like, uh, the, you know, the, you said Sunday, um, and there was sort of a move uh, from Saturday to Sunday in Christian communities, you know, as the, the early church developed and spread. Um, but I, well, I guess, I guess I think it's, you know, it's important to get that day, that rest day of the week in, um, you know, regularly on the same day every week. Like that's, that's very advantageous. And to be able to do it communally, like with other people, is also very advantageous. Now let me let me take this back um, a step and a half uh, before we even get to, to that kind of stuff, which we come back to it. Um, so modern day Christianity. Um, well, did you do you remember coming across? Let me ask this first. Did you remember coming across any? New Testament references to the Sabbath outside of uh, Jesus, uh, we'll say, reaming the the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, it's discussed in uh, Hebrews, you know the, um, but it's it's discussed more. Um, I hate Christian memes. 
What? I can't I can't hear the word Hebrews without the coffee, thinking about right? Jesus holding a mug of coffee and it says Hebrews. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, make make the meme stop. I'm uh, sorry. I had to share that. That just that image every time. Please continue. In nice Hebrews. Go- <laughs> <laughs> nice going the internet. You've ruined an entire book of the Bible for us. <laughs> but uh yeah, like the the author of Hebrews talks about the Sabbath in kind of this analogy way, um, you know, of uh, like it remains for us to enter this Sabbath rest of, um, you know, not being saved by works. And it's sort of talking about getting into this mentality where you're you're resting from works. Um, and he says, I think he's a little bit tongue in cheek when he says it too. He says, "Let us be diligent to enter that rest." Like we gotta work at entering that rest, um, and I, th- I think he's aware of the sort of the the humor in that. But uh, and then, you know, my impression of the passages in Hebrews is that it's also pointing at a um, like the big Sabbath at the end of time and space, at the end of the cosmos that you know heaven god's got that up ahead for us um and that's something to look forward to can't wait to stretch out onto that couch (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) this is gonna be a good time um so i my question is like um is it something even viable today and by today i mean like the new covenant the the old testament of um version of the sabbath is it was set apart to be holy um it it was a day that they they um they took to to be holy to set apart because uh and i'm sorry i'm struggling with the the wording here so i apologize but but Mm -hmm. the stuff like anything that holy is holy was set apart like items people clothing um even the word yahweh mm-hmm. and that's because it needed to be set apart it needed to be holy so they could go to a place that was holy to become holy once again because they had sinned and they had become unholy so they needed something to wash away said unholy and mm-hmm. that's where a lot of the old testament sabbath and and traditions came from was through that uh we'll call it saving grace of theirs which we have in a different way today Mm -hmm. um well in response to that i would say um you know um we're we're under the new covenant not the old covenant so um should we consider ourselves like like should we keep the sabbath should we honor our father and mother that our days may be long upon the land which the Lord our God is giving us? Um, should we, you know, consider ourselves free to murder? Should what what's about your, what's carbon? your shirt made of? Is it a blend, Jackson? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but my my point is that you know this commandment is one of the ten commandments. You know, it's like. Are there any of the others that you would throw out because it's the new covenant? Yes. Really? Do tell. I'm sorry. I was going to be sarcastic, but I'll stop. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, and, and 
I, I was playing a little bit of devil's advocate, just, you know, asking this question. Um, but I'm, I'm very much with you. And I feel like uh, we were given a day of rest to keep after that because we need a day of rest. God needed a day of rest. Therefore, I believe well, we need a day of rest, you know. Hand quotes needed as if God needs anything. <laughs> but he chose to observe it, yeah. you know. Um, so I feel like this is one of those things in the Old Testament that is still, though, one of those that isn't um, necessary, mm-hmm. but we should still give it a, you know, a, a good hard try to to mm-hmm. honor and do. Yeah. You know. Well, life is certainly better when we, you know, observe a regular period of rest in our weeks. Just like life is better when we honor our parents, life is better when we don't murder. It's true, but life is not better when we don't have bacon. This is true. <laughs> but I I consider the prohibition the like the a lot of those dietary prohibitions, like the pork stuff, um, I consider those to be commandments specifically to the Israelites, you know, due to their particular role in history as a symbol of their being set apart, you know. Um, yeah. And as, you know... But that's kind of what the Sabbath was, too. Um, yes and no. I, I also consider it, like, this human thing, like where by virtue of what we are, we need to rest, you know, and it's, it's one that God himself modeled, you know? Yeah. And again, still just kind of playing devil's advocate here. Yeah. Um, but moving, well, moving it all, along a little bit, uh, <laughs> this to, is the Christian rebellion. Right? What would we do if not play devil's advocate? <laughs> nah. Um, so what does that look like to you? What is, what does the Sabbath look like to you? And you, you had mentioned, um, taking, um, taking it on saturday which is a a very different concept um Mm -hmm. but um what does your sabbath look like um well it's how often do you actually uh if i can ask this to actually hold on to that sabbath and use it as a sabbath well i I try to i certainly didn't today (laughs) recording this on. we are podcasting this on saturday um my you know and i I do want to begin my answer to that question by saying my Sabbath doesn't look like it should, (laughs) you know? Um, Really? Go on. Tell me more about this Christian life where we try to do one thing and end up doing another. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But, uh, you know, I, um, I guess I, I try to, um, I, you know, I, I run sometimes throughout the week, but on, on the Sabbath, I try not to run. Like I, I will go out and walk sometimes, um, but it's it's less. Um, it's more a time for me to just get outside, um, be out in what passes for nature in suburbia here <laughs> with God. You know, spend some time with Him. Um, just spend some time letting my mind unwind and um, be like that. Um, sometimes I play video games in my PJs. <laughs> You know, I, th- I think that's legit. I think that's um, like one of my chocolate book posts on the Sabbath is actually I feel like that's legit as long as you're not grinding. I feel like I'm yeah. becoming a, a Pharisee here. Thou shalt be allowed to play video games unless thou shalt grind for loot yes. or whatever. Yes. <laughs> thou shalt not gain more than this much experience. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, like I, um, you know. I, th- I think it's legit to 
to do fun things on the Sabbath, you know, um, uh, like the, but if you're doing that stuff, like the point should be to, to do it with God, to be mindful of his presence and the opportunity to, to, you know, have some fun and relax. Um, you know, I, I think that's all right. Um, what else do I do on the Sabbath? Um, sometimes, sometimes I read the Bible, sometimes I don't, you know, those, maybe maybe I should make like and one of the ways in which my sabbaths are woefully just terribly um inadequate like not what they should be is that they're they're often pretty solitary you know like I I should do communal things with people to specifically be like we're resting today more often it's an interesting concept um yeah going back to the the pastor thing for me um pastors are notoriously bad at taking sabbaths um so don't don't use them as an example um <laughs> don't use pastors as, as an example yeah <laughs> how great well, is that just like <laughs> as jesus said do as these guys say not as they do <laughs> mm-hmm. um but uh yeah like sundays sundays is a hardcore work day for pastors they get up early they go prep stuff in the morning uh for service they do the services they they smile shake babies and oh wait no uh, <laughs> shake hands and kiss babies yeah. um you know the they do the pastoral thing and and i make light of it but yeah um, and one of the reasons you know, that i started keeping the sabbath on saturday was you know I, I thought about sunday and i was like you know going to church is work and then i thought like what with what you're saying uh it just makes me think how much more work is it for the pastor yeah and so they need to to come up with a different day of the week to have as a sabbath and unfortunately for a lot of uh pastors the the way the church system is is set up being a full-time pastor is a six day uh six day a week job which I personally I find completely unfair to the pastors if you're giving them, you know, that that kind of uh, job mm-hmm. and telling them to live a Christian life. They need a day off to get the work done that they need to get done. Yeah. And they need the Sabbath. Yeah. Get someone to cover for them. Yeah. Um, and plus, it's not other people's Sabbaths. And so a lot of the times, like, there's stories of pastors giving who have a hardcore this is my sabbath and i'm not coming in for anything taking a lot of grief from people you know oh well this is this is the other pastor's day off and he came in to get his picture taken for this so you should too and he's like ah forget it i'm not coming in this is you know and getting a lot of grief for that um Mm -hmm. tons of other stories that i could share but um i don't see i don't see going to church as as much of work yeah you have to get up so i I do get that uh that part of it but i'm still like i'm not a pastor at the moment but i'm still working on sundays i go i go early and set up everything Mm -hmm. we basically got a mobile church set up where i'm going it's not it's in the same place every week but it's used as a gym throughout the rest of the week you know so Mm -hmm. we go in there um set everything up uh do the the band practice and everything beforehand go through the service thankfully it's only once right now 
Um, that could change at some point soon, though. Um, and then tear everything down. So it can go back to being a gym, like, ten minutes after we leave. Like, it, if we're lucky. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, sometimes there's people in there already working out by the time we're uh, getting stuff out of there. But that's that's a good four hours of work for me, at least. Um, so I, I don't really see that as a day off. And I think there's a lot of people in that situation that, you know, they're already working on, on Sunday. So their Sabbath should be a different day. Personally, I don't – I mean, I get it. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not, like, throwing this at you specifically. But I feel like – Sunday is a great Sabbath day just because it's kind of built into where it's already separate and holy in a way that you can go and focus on God even mm-hmm. more than most people's Saturdays. And I personally, I would highly recommend you going that route just because you, it puts you in that mindset at the beginning. Well, mm-hmm. maybe 45 minutes to an hour and a half after the beginning where you're grumpy going, why am I doing this? I hate this church. I don't like that preacher. Mm, coffee. All right, let's do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's uh, And I'm with you. My Sabbath, like I do my best to, to have a Saturday Sabbath um, to take it easy. Uh, that's where just because we, we both work at the same place, our, our job. Uh, has me off on Saturday, Sunday, so we get the weekends off. And, you know, so, well, it's not Sunday. It's got to be Saturday, yep. you know. Um, unfortunately for me, like, uh, with the workouts and everything, Sunday is still just insanely hectic because I'm doing prep stuff all day. Like, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. the Bible has, uh, you know, mentions it's preparation day, you know. Uh, so they got the things ready to go to go – sorry – they got the things ready to man i'm struggling with wording mm-hmm. uh when mary and was going to go to the tomb then cannot talk <laughs> how are you doing today jackson <laughs> when they were going to the tomb um they prepped the day before the sabbath so they they prepped because they were going in the morning so they prepped both for the next day the sabbath and the next morning is kind of what was going yeah. on there and that's kind of how I feel like on Sundays, you know, it's like, all right, preparation day. We're getting ready for the Sabbath. More work. Yeah. Um, oh man, it's crazy. So like if there's any kind of emergency or big project, all of a sudden, wham, it lands on Saturday. You know, I've got to do it on Saturday. Yep. Um, so unfortunately it's not, a the wholehearted, nope, I'm not doing anything. Cause it, it's just not really an option. Yeah, and that's the thing about that's yeah. the thing about the Sabbath not being a cultural thing for our culture. Yeah, like that we're when everyone around you is doing seven days of work, then in order to have a Sabbath, you've kind of got to do two days of work in one day before it. Yeah, <laughs> Which and is so hard, and it may in in your list in our listeners' lives, it may be a bouncing Sabbath, as I used to call it. I'd have a day or two off of, you know, those jobs that you get scheduled. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you've got the night shift, the morning shift, this shift, that shift on these days, you know, and you don't have a consistent yep. day off. So, oh, Tuesday's my Sabbath this week. Gotta you know, love you gotta... that, that service industry. Yeah. And they, unfortunately, they're all very much, oh, uh, well, everybody wants Sunday morning off and I need people here. They act like Sunday mornings is like if 
I can't work that three or four hours on Sunday mornings that, oh my gosh, the world's going to end. Little little pro tip I found. If you tell them that you've got another job that you work on Sunday mornings, uh, don't lie about this. If you're actually doing that, then volunteer somewhere in your church. Yeah. Then they tend to be a lot more lenient and go, oh, okay, that's fine then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, pro tip, work at your church. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, I guess uh, it all boils down to love and wait. I think this is the first episode I haven't ended with that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> well, uh, I am Ash Green. I am the overlord of Plan X Media. And uh, you can reach us at Christ underscore rebel on Twitter or Christian. Wow. It's been a while. And then, then I can't talk. You go. <laughs> Wait, well, what's what's the other thing? Our website is that where you're going? Yes. Um, is it ChristianRebellion.net? Yes, sir. Okay, got it right. Where else are we? Are is there anywhere else we are? Uh, chocolate book. Okay, yeah, chocolatebook.net. My blog every day of the week. Chocolate and Bible study. Check it out. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, hopefully we'll be back next week. Yeah. I'm just playing. We uh, we're sorry for the break that we we've, we've kind of had here, but we we are wholeheartedly doing this, and we're so uh, yeah, again apologies, but we're psyched and we're ready to with this grand reopening. Yeah, it's good to be back. <laughs>